There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farm's elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, we're entering the holiday season. That means uh, a lot of people are going to come down with various illnesses. Uh, sometimes uh, those are the perils of celebration, the stress of holidays, uh, and all the temptations. Uh, today's guest, Marty Whittakin. She's a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and she hosts her own radio program, Healthy by Nature, uh, nutrition talk radio show the website is healthy by nature show.com healthy by nature show.com and okay so let's talk about some you know typical problems and you know if you if you overeat um, you often get heartburn and the problem with heartburn is there's such readily available uh, remedies for that I mean you can get even buy them over the counter they used to be prescription only uh, Prilosec OTC that means over the counter uh, so a lot of people reaching for these things, as you said uh, in part one. Uh, it's easy to get hooked on these things, and then you think you really need them 24-7, 365, and then you become absolutely dependent on them. So so what are some natural alternatives for uh, heartburn? I'd like to add that we tend to think these drugs are benign, and they're not. Oh, no. The, um, the uh, FDA had finally put out a warning that if you stay on for over a year, you're likely to become short in magnesium. I'm a big fan of magnesium. The mineral is used in over 300 different processes in the body, including keeping your heart beating regularly. So uh, there are so many side effects that have been documented of long-term use of these, uh, dementia, osteoporosis, uh, cardiovascular, I mean, the list is long because stomach acid is a crucial part of how our body operates, and you can't just shut it off without paying a price. So if you read the packages, they say they're only approved to be used for two weeks, something like three times a year. They were never approved to be something permanent, but doctors have confided to me that they know what they're doing is wrong. They just don't know what else to do. And the first thing to do for prevention is not overeating, and especially overeating refined carbohydrates. That seems to be the biggest trigger. And uh, that will even get me if I get in bed and I'm feeling, oh, boy, that's kind of burning. I know what I've done. I've had dessert or something and went to bed, and the acid is talking to me. Usually a sip of water and 
two of the Dr. O'Hara's takes care of that. I chew them up. You don't want to wait until they go all the way through the digestive system. You chew them so that you get those active properties right now in the esophagus where you need them. But um, just generally keeping your intestinal tract healthy because the the good bacteria have a lot to say about how your stomach works and about whether the the sphincter that's supposed to keep stomach contents in the stomach and not it going back in the esophagus, they're dependent on good nutrition. And um, there's some obvious advice that people get about don't lie down within two hours after you eat and prop up the head of your bed. But I think it mostly starts in having a competent digestive system and not overeating. Uh, being overweight is on the list of causes, along with being on the list of virtually every other thing that plagues us, including COVID. Indeed. Uh, in terms of uh, remedies, uh you know, they used to say, well, you know, take Tums. Tums is a good antacid, but uh, there's a lot far superior alternatives to that. Sometimes people, uh, I'm not here from the almond council, but I, I hear from people that eating a few almonds helps, and I'm not sure why. Uh, the first thing you want to do is a little sip of water to flush the, the acid off of the tender tissues. For some reason, it would be complicated to figure out why, but a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and an ounce or two of water seems to be very helpful. And if you're going to take a medication, you could do worse than Tums because it's very temporary. It solves that problem, but it's not going to block your stomach acid production 23 hours from now. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh then there are, and you've actually written, I think you wrote an entire uh, book or uh, a booklet on uh, aloe vera, entitled Aloe Vera, Modern Science Sheds Light on Ancient Herbal Remedies, Remedy. Um, is aloe a, a plausible alternative for people suffering from GERD or reflux? It is. It's very good. It's very healing. The same way it heals the skin on the outside, the lining of your of your esophagus is similar cells and it really helps healing and the digestion. The, uh, you have to get a good brand. Some of them don't contain very many of the polysaccharides that make it work, but yes. And there's even an aloe vera product that is specifically designed for digestion and has some herbs in there that help. So, uh, the brand I like is I, Lily of the Desert. Uh, I recommend that to my patients. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, now, th something that I used to do a lot is uh, don't take the uh, juice because it's too thin. Take the gel because the gel has, you know, it's more demulcent. It coats the esophagus. Uh, I, I've heard that that's a misconception is that actually you don't want the additives that make the gel viscous. Uh, the, the juice works fine. Are, are you of that school of thought? I think the juice works fine. The gels just had a, a fiber added to it, and it does move a little more slowly. Maybe it hangs around a little bit on the way down. I, I think whatever people like will be fine. Okay, and what are we talking about in terms of quantities? And obviously the timing is important because you don't want to 
you know, take the aloe and then have a big, you know, have a bacon cheeseburger on, on top of it. No, the reverse order would be better. Uh, but as just a regular thing, if you take two ounces a day or two ounces twice a day, that helps your digestive tract overall. But as a remedy, a couple of ounces after a, a meal that you think is not reacting well, that would be a good choice. Okay. And you can do it along with the Dr. Harris. They mm-hmm. complement each other. Right. So let's move down uh, down the GI tract. You know, a common complaint is, uh, you know, gas, bloating, uh, you know, mild uh, intestinal discomfort uh, associated with, uh, you know, perhaps uh, some degree of diarrhea and or constipation. We call that irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, what's up with that? And bloating. Um I think it's instructive to what next time you're in a drugstore or the drug section at a big market, look at how many lineal feet of shelving are devoted to remedies for various digestive problems, all kinds of laxatives, antacids, diarrhea remedies, things for gas and bloating. I think typically what causes the gas, which is what causes the bloating, is the wrong mix of good to bad bacteria and yeast. Yeast like to ferment things. They take the carbohydrates you feed and ferment them and release gas just the same way if you're making bread, you want it to rise. The yeast have digested some of the flour and turned it into a gas, what's happening inside. And... So you want to up your your stores of good bacteria with Dr. O'Hara's and reduce the yeast by, first of all, not feeding them their favorite foods. And uh, the constipation could be a whole interview because there's so many different factors with stress and inactivity and not enough magnesium and uh, uh, foods you're sensitive to be many causes for that but um, one useful thing that doesn't cost anything well maybe 89 cents if you have to buy a notepad but it's just to keep a diary and see what you've been eating and then connect that up with see if you see a pattern with when you have various digestive issues and of course there's this new concept of SIBO small intestine bacterial overgrowth which we can now test for with a breath test and then uh, we can employ uh, a low FODMAP diet. Uh, have you been utilizing that uh, when you counsel people? I'm not actively counseling people anymore. I've settled on education instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm aware of it, and I know that it does it does help. And I I think sometimes perhaps just randomly taking some probiotic that claims to have billions and billions of organisms might not be helpful in that case. Mm -hmm. Dr. O'Hara's, the main benefit in my mind is what they have made. I call them postbiotics in my, in my book. They've taken the uh, something like pomegranate that has a reputation for being good for you. It's only good for you after the bacteria have digested it into the substance that does the work. And a lot of those kinds of things are already in because it's a fermented food concentrate. Mm. And uh, 
I, I think if, for the same reason, it's not critical that you take it on an empty stomach, which is what most of them counsel you to do because they're so fragile, the stomach acid would ruin them. But hmm. uh, I don't think it seems to matter that much with Dr. O'Hara's. And then there's also the issue of refrigeration. I mean, it's it's fine if you're home, but uh, a typical time where people get sick is when they travel. And one of the nice things that uh, about Doctor Here is, and I always you know throw it in the in the backpack when I go somewhere, uh, is um, that it doesn't need to be refrigerated. It comes in blister packs, and it's designed to be stable at room temperature. In fact, that's that actually helps to keep the uh, the bacteria viable. Yeah, but I saw where they make it in Japan, and it's fermented at room temperature, so that's what they're used to. It's not that they do something special to it. It's just that's their normal environment. And, yes, when you mention travel, the only time I ever get sick is if I've been traveling, stress, exposure to germs, and the fact that I'm more likely to do comfort eating and I got home and boom, I'm sick. Of course, I've got a remedy kit in the library of things that I use and I'm usually over in a day and a half. But still, I know that it's the, the stress, the sugar, the dehydration, uh, all those things add up. So you want to have it in your purse, your fanny pack, your briefcase. When you go to a party, you have it in your pocket. And there's some confusion about uh, whether or not to take probiotics uh, when you're taking antibiotics. I've, I've reviewed some of the studies, and some of the studies actually show that eh, probiotics don't make that much difference. And other studies say that probiotics uh, are beneficial at reducing the risk of uh, diarrhea or, worse yet, uh, C. difficile, you know, which is clostridium infection, very, very serious, uh, potentially life-threatening infection that you get when antibiotics kill off your good bacteria and you start to have ulcerations in your intestines. Um, what What's the deal with that? There's actually a hospital in Canada that studied this, and they just wiped out C. diff by giving probiotics when they were giving antibiotics. But there's so many things that can go wrong in studies, especially if they were designed to prove that something doesn't yeah. work. Right. Um, and, you know, giving the wrong kind at the wrong time. I believe you want to hold down the fort. Don't let the bacteria get killed off and then try to replace them. Just take them concurrently, the probiotics, the antibiotics, just not at the same time of the day. Right. Allow at least a couple of hours gap so that the antibiotic isn't killing off the probiotics. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, I mean, if you just take your whatever, your uh, Augmentin uh, with your, uh, at the same, same time you're taking your probiotic, it's, it's going to, neutralize the benefits of the probiotic. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take a probiotic. You just have to stagger it uh, or away from the taking the antibiotic. Um, it's funny. It's yeah. funny. Sometimes people think you've got antibiotics and probiotics. The probiotics might be interfering with the antibiotics, but they actually no, work right. better together. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so um, the... Um, uh, in, in terms of, um, do, do you have tips for, this is a, a difficult thing to talk about because it's so challenging is a lot of patients come to see me 
and they are they're stuck on uh, you know omeprazole, prilosec. You know there are many names for these proton pump inhibitors, and they want to wean off. Do, do you have a strategy that can help people uh, successfully wean off these medications? I have put a protocol in the library on the website in the digestive department, oh, and it, it you know it spells it out because at the, you want to simultaneously try to build up your digestive competence at the same time you're weaning off of those. But um, I think your patients are probably guided very smartly and not everybody is so lucky. You just have to um, maybe switch to one that doesn't work 24 hours a day. Like Pepsid or, or Tagamet. Yeah. Make that a step down and then start spacing those out, taking less and less. It takes a while to wean off. And in the meantime, you can use natural remedies, whether it's uh, Dr. O'Hara's, maybe some papaya enzymes, uh, some of the other natural remedies. And, if they're on it forever because they have a hiatal hernia, find out how to get that taken care of. And it's not surgery. It's manipulated by a, a deep tissue massage therapist or a chiropractor can help you kind of push the stomach back where it belongs uh, because as long as you have that, you're always going to have heartburn. You know, I, I take uh, Dr. Here's probiotics uh, one twice daily. But you're actually a proponent that under some circumstances you can take more. Is, is that safe and is it reasonable? And what are the circumstances that dictate taking more than a couple a day? Well, I, it's called a loading dose. And I think it's for people that say, okay, I know that something could be improved in my digestive tract. And it's probably true with everybody. Um, you take a box in a week either five a day for six days or six a day for five days. It just gives the good guys a running start. And then you can switch to one twice a day, which is the normal. The only time I don't recommend that is for somebody who is so frail and so sick that improvement hurts uh, because you can get a die-off reaction. If you killed off too many yeasts or or bad critters at one time, mm -hmm. and that just overloads the system. So for them, I I suggest working up to it, starting with one a day, two a day, and building up until you can tolerate several. Okay. Uh, well, so what's the latest topic in your newsletter? What can uh, listeners look to as a resource? Well, I've had a lot on COVID because I've had some really spectacular medical guests on about that but recently i did one on the uh, far infrared sauna and the, the newsletter is archived but so is the blog and uh i recent one that i liked was called the gift of hope and i held forth on how much i dislike it when doctors say nah that's false hope it just means they haven't done their homework and there is Technically, no such thing as false hope. Hope is hope, mm -hmm. and taking that away from people is yeah. hard on their uh, on their uh, their immune system, really. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's disempowering. Uh, it's it's very disempowering. I think one of the worst aspects of the COVID uh, pandemic is people feel so disempowered, and then when they try to do self care, uh, it's branded misinformation. You know that they really should look to 
medical authorities uh, in the government, uh, the CDC, uh, to tell them what they should do about COVID. And, you know, we're not, we're not saying that, uh, you know, some of the measures that are recommended, you know, the, the, the second and third and fourth, you know, vaccinations and some of the powerful medications that are stepping up to uh, treat COVID are, are not potential answers. But um, there, there's so many elements of uh, self-care uh, and uh, ingenious deployment of less expensive drugs, for example, that, um, you know, I think it's just, I, it truly is disempowering. Oh, indeed. And this blind faith in the government is uh, probably not warranted. I, in the COVID department in the library, I have a document that just outlines a handful of the just egregious mistakes and even evil mistakes that the government has made regarding health to give people a little bit more sensitivity to asking questions and not taking everything on, on blind faith because there are a lot of things that you can do and uh, being told that you can't do anything that leads to depression. Depression leads to worsening outcomes. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually uh, currently reading uh, three books on, on how uh, things have gone awry in our management of COVID. Uh, one of them is the RFK book, which is very controversial, but also very popular. It's number three on the Amazon uh, reading list. And, you know, he makes some pretty mm -hmm. far-reaching claims, but it, his documentation is very, very detailed. You know, agree with him or, or not. Oh, he's a lawyer. Points. Yeah. Yeah, he's an attorney. Um, uh, so... You know, however, he's been really stigmatized as an anti-vaxxer uh, and as a uh, one of the, the leading sources of misinformation or disinformation. They've really hit him hard with that. Uh, but also, you know, there are books by uh, Scott Atlas. Uh, Scott Atlas uh, has written a book uh, entitled uh, A Plague Upon Our House, uh, which is, you know, talks about some of our missteps in COVID management. And uh, there's a book by Alex Berenson, uh, Pandemia. So I got a, a triad of books and I'm going to review them this week in my newsletter. Um, you know, interesting to to look back. I will and, you look know, hopefully, for that. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll learn something from this because this may, you know, this is this may be a, a fire drill, you know, in anticipation of uh, something coming down the pike that may be even more challenging. What? concerns me the most is the censorship. I think there's very little that America can't tackle and overcome if we can talk about it. But if one side is shut down, whatever that topic is, then we're never going to get the best answers. And I don't think people were aware that at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was a media-wide signing off on the principle of the Trusted News Initiative. Yes. I think that was the name of it, uh, where the big tech and all of the mainstream media said, okay, we're, we're going to just tell the good story, the dogma from the government about vaccines and about COVID, and anything that isn't that is going to be labeled disinformation, right. and we'll try and wipe right. it out. Right. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of collusion with federal agencies like uh, the FDA and the FTC you know, state uh, and local governments, which prohibit doctors from using innovative treatments. Uh, you know, I could go on and on. And, and that's all pointed out in, in some of these books. And, you know, they, you know, 
regardless of whether you agree with every claim, uh, there's certainly we really need to look further than uh, a one size fits all approach to this. And, and you know, what I decry is that uh, public health authorities have not uh, looked at this as a teachable moment for getting Americans healthier overall. Because, yeah, you know, we talk about the pathogen, the virus, the virus, the virus, but we also need to talk about the terrain. I know you're a big believer in that. Oh, for sure. And I'd, I'd like to put in a plug for my January 1st show, New Year's Day. Okay. I'm having a repeat appearance of Peter McCullough. MD. Oh, wonderful. Wow. He's been a... He's been a leader in getting doctors to treat with what they have on hand and has saved thousands of lives. Yeah, Ameri- I think he's, he's with America's First Line uh, Doctors, right? Yes, and he's uh, he's the editor of two medical journals. He's one of the most published scientists. There are hundreds of articles, hundreds and hundreds of articles. Very brilliant guy, and he just very compassionate. He wants people to not die. Yeah. Again, and he's, he's much he's, more concerned about that. He's one of the guys who's been really canceled as a result of this because uh, they don't want that counter narrative to uh, compete. All right. All right. Good stuff. No, uh, he's been pub- He's been punished severely. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's not easy to uh, step out of line and uh, push back against the prevailing narrative. But anyway, so uh, we'll find great information at uh, your website, which is healthybynatureshow.com. Uh, lots of archived shows and newsletters. And let's give a heads up to Dr. Here's Probiotics, one of our sponsors. Uh, the, their products are available through Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and other natural health retailers across the U.S., also available at online retailers. You can visit essentialformulas.com to find a retailer near you. And I also believe there's a a portal where you can order products directly, if I'm not mistaken. So good stuff. Thank you so much. I'm I will look forward to your your newsletter about those three books. There's so much to learn. Indeed, indeed. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, you're certainly a kindred spirit because uh, you uh, like I are trying to get the word out and you've done so successfully to your many uh, listeners and subscribers. Thanks very much, Marty Whitaker, for joining us. Well, you're my hero. <laughs> We're mutual. <laughs> Happy holidays. Society. Take care. You too. All the best to you and your family. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and Cheers. this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.